Clutch Sports Talk. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you guys are doing all right this evening. Again, thank you for showing up tonight. This is NFL After Dark with me, your host, Ryan Flowers, a.k.a. Clutch Sports Talk in the house. We got lots to talk about, man. Um, Sunday, uh, again, it's it's Sunday. It's football, um, and that's why we're here. I got my morning show, kind of broke down everything this morning, what was going to happen, and then now we're kind of to basically recap everything that happened today. Um, so, you know, buckle up, fasten your seatbelts, man. We got a hell of a ride uh, for you guys tonight. But before... I get into that. I want to kind of shed some light to you guys. I want you guys to check out this site called My Bookie. Uh, we have a special promotion code code for my brother uh, Barry Grant Jr. from the All Even Podcast. If you sign in now or join now, uh, sign up with My Bookie and use his promo code. Uh, type in Even to get a deposit match up to one thousand dollars. I might have to check this out. You know, me living in Vegas, I do place uh, some bets every Sunday. So you might want to check out this site, man. I mean, they literally got everything. It says bet on everything, anywhere, anytime. Um, and if you type in the promo code EVEN, it'll get you up to $1,000. So you guys want to check it out. They got casino games, promotions. Um, it's live sports betting at its finest. So make sure you guys go ahead and tap in with that. And also, too. While we're, we're we're promoting stuff, make sure you go and check out the grid um, on my um, myspreadshop.com and check out the Clutch Sports Talk gear, man. We got everything. We got t-shirts. We got hats. I got some stuff coming in for myself. Already got some some fans out there buying merchandise. We got uh, we got we got stuff for the kids. We got stuff for the dogs. We got coffee mugs. Uh, if you're that, you buy buy a little Clutch Sports Talk uh, apron for the cook in your life. Uh, make sure you guys check that out um, and a little duffel bag, tote bag, you name it. We got it. Make sure you check out the merchandise and support me, your brother, Ryan Flowers, a.k.a. Clutch Sports Talk in the house. So with that said, um, let's get back to business, shall we? <laughs> uh, so look, week seven, week seven is upon us. It's done. Um, when I was, uh, not, not that it's done, um, but. It's almost done. We got the Monday night game tomorrow night against Chicago Bears and the New England Patriots. Uh, I kind of gave you guys my thoughts about that game earlier this morning. If you caught my morning show, which is available right now on YouTube, make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. And also, please subscribe to the channel, man. It's growing. I'm up to 123, 124 subscribers, man. Listen, I'm trying to keep this thing growing. I'm trying to build it up as much as possible, but I need your help while you guys watch the show. Make sure you like and subscribe and hit that notifications link on your YouTube, and that way you know when Clutch Sports Talk is going live and you guys can catch up all, all of that. But anyway, time to panic. So, like, where, where do I start? Where do I start this evening? Well, let's start in Florida, okay? There's a team, um, not, not the team that just won in South Florida, the Miami Dolphins. They end up pulling out the win against the Pittsburgh Steelers 16-10 um, to 10 at home. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that's not that far removed from winning a Super Bowl championship with Tom Brady. Now, they go into this year. They got a new head coach. Uh, Todd Bowles replaced Bruce Arians. Their offensive line is pretty much in shambles. Their wide receiving core has been in and out with some, some, some injuries. And Tom Brady is going through a personal matter with him and his family. So with all that said, they dropped. They, they got blown out today. I was 21-3. And mind you, and remember this morning, for those who watched my show, remember what I said this morning. 
the the Buccaneers were favored by basically two touchdowns, 13 points. And I said, that's a lot for the NFL. So you know what I do? What am I talking about? You know what I end up doing? I took the Carolina Panthers plus 13 and I won some money today because that's what I do. And I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna toot my own home, but I went four for four today in the clutch sports pick. So make sure you guys go and recap that. But listen, they went into Carolina thinking, well, you know, they they got rid of their coach, right? Um, they got rid of their one of their their most best their best player, honestly, right? Their most recognizable player since Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, and they're left for dead. Not so fast, as Lee Corso would say, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I mean, early on in that game, Mike Evans dropped a, a, a would would have been a touchdown. Nobody was around him for like 20, 30 yards. Not sure what happened with him there, but I don't think it would have changed the outcome. This team did not look good. They were in disarray. Tom Brady threw like 42 times, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to get the stat on that. Um, but, you know, really, it, that that's, this, this, this game, 21-3 was the final score. Um, Tom Brady... Yeah, 49 times. That's not something your 40-year-old-plus 40 40 quarterback should be doing. Um, listen, not to throw some shade, but literally, man, Tom Brady got beat by P.J. Walker. Now, P.J. Walker could go down and say, you know what, man? Doesn't matter if I ever win a playoff game, if I ever win another game in the rest of my life. He can now say he beat Tom Brady in a football game. Now, I know they don't play against each other, you know, head on, head, head up, but listen, I mean, P.J. Walker threw for two touchdowns. Tom Brady didn't throw for any touchdowns. Why? Because Tampa Bay did not score any touchdowns. So there's a lot of concern coming from Tampa Bay. And there's a couple of reasons, which I already kind of talked about. Number one, the coaching change. Todd Bowles is getting another chance as a head coaching job. A lot of people felt when he got booted from the Jets that it, it it wasn't right. Like, he did a lot. He kind of helped improve that team a little bit. He helped kind of draft some of the defensive players that they have still existing. Some of them, I mean, not there anymore, but... Was it unjustly? I don't know. Maybe this guy can't handle being a head coach. It's one thing being a coordinator, as we've seen a lot of these guys that take these uh, head coaching jobs that were former coordinators, uh, and now they can't handle being the head guy. And I think maybe that's part of the reason why Tom Brady and Tampa Bay is struggling. So I'm not going to put it all on Todd Bowles, right, because it's not all on him. You know, the offensive line suffered some injuries on, on, on their side of the ball there. Uh, so Tom Brady's protection isn't once what it once was. They don't have Gronk. He doesn't have Gronk to throw to as that security blanket. Um, and the receivers are just kind of just, uh, they're hot, they're cold, they're in and they're out. It is what it is. Who knows? They have, really don't have a running game. You know, when they made that Super Bowl run, uh, Leonard Fournette was very pivotal. And really now he's just kind of a, a guy. I mean, really. So uh, there's a lot of issues going on at Tampa Bay. Now they fall to three and four. Um, and I don't, I don't who. Who's the top of the the NFC South? I don't even I don't even know now. I mean, Buccaneers were first going into it. I have to look that up. But this division's up for grabs. I know the Falcons lost today, so uh, Tampa Bay still might be at top of it um, because the Saints lost as well on Thursday night. But this this division is a shambles, and anyone that comes out of this division, if anybody's going to come out of it, it's going to have to be Tampa Bay anyway. Right, but are they a legitimate contender anymore? And the answer to that is no. I, I just don't see it. So we'll have to wait and see what happens to them. The other team that you got to hit the panic button is those Green Bay Packers up north uh, in Wisconsin. They lost their third game in a row. They dropped the game, which I said that they needed to win. Right? If you watch my show this morning, I literally said they need to win this game today. If not, I'm off the Green Bay Packers. 
Um, the Minnesota Vikings are going to run away with this division now. So my my, uh, my 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 pick for them to win is not looking very solid anymore. Uh, oh, we got some people in the chat, man. What's up? Uh, DJ Zamora 3. He said, yo, yo, Tom, play, Tom Brady playing like shit because he got girl issues. That's why women can fuck you up mentally when you're an athlete. Big time facts right there, right? Just imagine just being a regular person and you, and you got women troubles, right? And then to, to mention you're Tom Brady trying to play a season, you know, um, like, like, like Jay-Z said, you know, if you're having girl problems, I feel mad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a what ain't one. Okay. So yeah, shout out to DJ. Um, hey, what I tell you about those Seahawks though, right? So we'll talk about them later on, but listen, um, I really have nothing, nothing else to say about Tom Brady, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in trouble and it's time to hit that panic button because help is not coming anytime soon. All right, so check this out. So Green Bay Packers, what I was talking about, they dropped their third their third game in a row, right? They lost to the Jets last week. Um, who did they? They lost to the Giants the week before in England and they came back on the road in Washington Nation's capital and they lose to the Commanders with their backup quarterback. Now, Aaron Rodgers is... I, he, he, I don't even know what to say. I thought he was better than this. Like he's, you know, he's the back-to-back MVP of the NFL. I'm thinking he can take these 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 ragtag receivers and do something with these guys. But obviously, he can't. He can't. And Matt Lafleur is not looking like a very competent head coach. Um, you know. I don't understand why this team just, just, just doesn't run the football more effectively. Um, just pulling up the stats for this game. But Aaron Rodgers, to, I mean, I just don't understand with the Packers. They, and they, 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 need to, they need to be panicking. Your, your top receiver is a 55-year-old man in Randall Cobb. Just kidding. He's not that old. But literally, he's your top receiver. And I think he's ranked 65th out of all receivers in the NFL. And that's your top receiver. That's a problem. That is a huge problem, um, regardless of the if they have young court, young receivers. But let, let's let's check the stat line today. I mean, twenty two for thirty five, one ninety four, two touchdowns. He did what he can do, but you know, Aaron Aaron Jones, eight carries for twenty three yards. You know, what are we what are we doing? I I I was kind of flipping back and forth with this game, but. How does he not get more touches? I get, I get it. They're kind of, they're, they're, they're kind of like playing back a little bit, coming, trying to come back. But it's the, it's the Washington Commanders, the Washington Commanders. You got to win this game, and now they dropped to what? They're three and four. They're still second in the NFC North. That's because the Bears ain't shit, and the Lions aren't not good really either. So, but really, it's now Minnesota's division to run away with. Um, what they got to what? They're, they're Vikings are five and one, so they're what four games up on them now. Right? Is that the case? I don't know. I can't do math right now. It's pretty late. But listen, this is a huge problem, and I don't know what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers needs to take a step back, and I don't think he can because he's a smug kind of guy, right? He's a very cocky, smug kind of individual. I don't think he's really about trying to bring in these wide receivers and develop them. You know, he says these little snide comments and how they got to do this and got to do that. They got to. He's not changing himself, and that's part of the problem. He's not. He's not adapting to the situation. Right, and it's showing out on the football field. They were minus three and a half favorites this today, and they ended up losing by two on the road to a Commanders team that really, with their backup quarterback, with their backup quarterback, and the one thing that you could have hung your hat on if you're a Packers fan is that this team is a is a pretty solid defensive team, right? If you think about it. But today, I I don't know what happened with them. 
I, I really don't know what happened to the Green Bay Packers defensively. I mean, overall, you know, passing yards, they're, they're, they're one, I think they're one of the top teams as far as that's concerned, right? But Tyler Heineke had a pretty solid day today, and so did Terry McLaren. So that's a team that's in disarray, and is in, they're in a spiral. And, and, and I, don't know, I don't know, let me pull up their schedule and see what their schedule looks like, um, but I don't think it's going to get any easier because the games that they should have won, they lost. Right. So you got. Oh, yeah. Sunday night next week against Buffalo. I mean, I heard the press conference with Aaron Rodgers today. You know, he was saying, well, this is a good thing, you know, because no one's giving them a shot. You're damn right. No one's giving you a shot. You've lost to the Giants who are OK. Still, they won today. Like, right, whatever. Whoop de woo. Right. You lost to the Giants, the Washington Commanders. And now you're going up against and the Jets, mind you. And now you're going on the road Sunday night. Primetime. Josh Allen in New York, Buffalo, New York against probably the best team in all of football, the Buffalo Bills. Now, it could be one of those things where they rally around each other and basically say, you know, it's us against the world. Um, maybe that's maybe that's the, 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 war, the war cry going into this week. I mean, they could do that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is talented, you know, but, but Buffalo's got an offense too. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But that's not going to be an easy one. So they can arguably drop four in a row. Four in a row. And then you got Detroit, which is it's a divisional game. You saw Detroit play the Dallas Cowboys pretty close today. And then you got Dallas. Uh, now Dallas team that can't score, but their defense gets after it. So And then you got Tennessee, another pretty much well-coached team. And then you got Philly. I don't think they, the only game they might be favored in is the Detroit game. And that's going to be a close spread. At least three and a half up to six points. Mark my words. Mark my words. Um, they probably won't be favored again until Chicago when they play them December 4th. That's a long time until this team is favored. And you're wondering, how is that even possible? They have Aaron Rodgers. Well, they, they just can't get it going. They just can't get it going. And unfortunately, um, this team definitely has to hit that panic button. All right. The next team, the next team, San Diego Chargers. San Diego Chargers. I called it. I knew they were going to lose today. I knew that the Seattle Seahawks are legitimate, or not, I wouldn't say legitimate, but they're better than what people thought they were going to be. I even said that early on in the year. Now, I didn't have them winning the division, but this division is a mess now. The, eight months ago, this is probably the best division in football, the NFC West, literally. Now it's Seattle. Seattle's number one, right? But now you look at the Chargers. I think Brandon Staley's a lame duck coach. This offense is not... It, I don't know what's wrong with them. The you know J.C. Jackson, my thoughts and prayers to him. He suffered a dislocated kneecap or some type of leg injury of some sorts. But Justin Herbert is going. He's his career is going to be wasted just like many of the great Charger players that have played there, a la Antonio Gates, uh, Ladainian Tomlinson, Philip Rivers. There's a couple other guys too that that you want to mention out there. Um, but Brandon says he's got to get out there. Sean Payton sitting in L.A. right now. He does he does analyst work for Fox Sports. Make the call, Spanos uh, family. Get him in there. Get Brandon Staley out. And you, you guys saw him this morning. He was on my hot seat of coaches this morning. He had a three, um, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So he's probably going to get booted. He's going to get booted out of here. Um, but that's a team that's really – and it's sad because on paper, like I talked about them this morning, they have one of the better rosters. They have one of the better rosters. But now they always hit by the injury bug. Mike Williams is out. Looks like he's going to be out. That was a crazy play with his arm tucked behind his back. You got the J.C. Jackson. 
Um, Justin Herbert is battling some type of rib injury. You know, Keenan Allen's in and out of the lineup. Derwin James hasn't really. He's back now, but he's been a guy that's been off the field a lot too due to injury. Um, is it all Brandon Staley's fault? No, but he's the head coach. But it's definitely, if you're a Chargers fan, you got to panic because right now you're not looking good. Um, the Chiefs the Chiefs are going to run away with this division. Um, the Broncos, the rest of the division is crap. And this is another division that everyone thought this division was going to be really good. And it's turned out it's not really that good at all. I mean, I mean, all the teams are, I think, with, with the exception of the, um, of the, uh, excuse me, the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are below five hundred, are below five hundred. Um, so what does that say? You know, so I, I mean, you have a young prodigy and Justin Herbert who can play. He can definitely play the game, man. Um, but his talent is just going to be wasted, uh, and there's nothing much more I can say. Uh, but those teams definitely need to be panicking uh, for sure. Miami was going to be close today, but they pulled out the win um, against an anemic offense in the Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, they'll live to fight another day. The Raiders, they were, all, they were close. These are honorable mention teams that were close to being panic mode. The Raiders can still turn some things around. You know, they got a big win today. I mean, that, that was a close game, which I called it was going to be a close game. They ended up pulling away at the end. But up until the late into that third quarter, the Raiders were in a battle with the Texans. But they got New Orleans next week and then Jacksonville, two formidable teams um, that are still trying to figure out. They're, they're fighting for their lives as well, too. Uh, but let me know what you guys think. Are there any other teams out there that should be in panic mode? The Colts, eh. You could probably add the Colts to that. Uh, they just get owned by the Titans. I think they've lost, what, six in a row to the Titans in the regular season? Um, so the Colts definitely, and I was talking about Frank Reich this morning, um, if he doesn't win this division, they're done. And it doesn't look like they can win it. It's going to be tough because they've lost twice to the Titans. They split um, with the uh, with the Jags, if I'm not mistaken. And then they uh, they drew. They drew with the Texans. So uh, it's not looking good for the Colts. Their record is, what? what's their record right now? They're 3-3-1. Three, three, they're second in AFC, but but the Titans definitely own them. So really, it's the Titans division to win. And I think Frank Reich, uh, might be on his way out, and I don't, I don't want, I don't want to say that because you don't want anyone to lose their job. Um, it's just circumstances for them; they just, they just can't get it done. So, but those are my teams that are on the panic button. There's some other losing teams, but realistically, those teams really didn't have any high expectations. I mean, Denver Broncos. I could say it's time to panic. It, it was been time to panic from week one. It was time to panic if you're a Broncos fan because they cannot get anything done, even with a backup court. Their defense is good. Their defense is really good, uh, but offensively they just they suck and it's crazy because you have an offensive minded coach I've never seen that really before it's usually the other way around it's when you have a defensive coach you know the the, the defense is is going to be good and the offense sucks but you have an offensive coach and the defense is good but the offense sucks so I, man your your guess is as good as mine with that um, just looking at the rest of the, the list of teams here, but that's pretty much it. But let me guys know what you guys think in the comments or comment, uh, on, on the YouTube chat and let me know what you guys think, because, um, some of you fan bases, it's time to panic. Or if you, if you haven't panicked already, you, you're probably on that list. So, but anyway, moving on. All right. Dak Prescott back in the lineup today against the Detroit Lions. Um, he missed like six. Five, six games, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Cooper Rush in relief really bailed out the Cowboys. Now, there was this whole, well, if Dak comes back and he doesn't play well, does Cooper Rush take over? Listen, 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 listen. There's no debate. Cooper Rush is a backup. Dak Prescott is the starter. Now, is he an elite starter? Well, you know, 
that remains to be seen. Obviously, which is kind of weird because he's, he's been in the league, what, six years now? I mean, 19 for 25, no interceptions, one touchdown. He forced some throws. There were some plays, and he, he admitted it. He thought he, he thought he was feeling good, and he, he forced some throws. On, luckily, those, those throws weren't picked off. But my, my biggest beef with Dak is that he's not accurate. For some reason, his short game is terrible. Like, he cannot putt. If he was a golfer, he could not putt. All right? Like I think it was like literally the second play of the game, they they ran like a fake um, like a zone ride or something like that. He bootleg out to his to his left, and he missed a wide open Dalton Schultz, overthrew him. Would have would have been a first down. Kept the chains moving, whatever. Don't know if it would resulted in points, but still, right? He his accuracy is just not where it needs to be. And sometimes I don't know what the hell he's looking at. Um, but to his credit, I don't think he has the best coaching. Kellen Moore is a mediocre. Offensive play call. I literally can. I sat on my couch today, and I was like, I counted just as many times they ran on first down, and it was like, it was. It, I was calling out like, oh, here's a run, here's a run. Oh, here's the play action. Here's a deep ball. Here's a deep ball. Here's a deep ball. You have C.D. Lamb, one of the best run after catch players that you have in the league. Get him the damn ball in short yardage. Hit him on a slant. Do something. Motion him. Line him up in the slot. I'm watching all these teams run up and down the field with similar talent, if not maybe inferior talent, and the Cowboys can't do anything. You know, they still play this old-school pro-style offense where I get it. We got to run the football. The Cowboys are way more effective when they run the football, and it helps out Dak Prescott. You know, he didn't play bad. You know, so I I know Cowboy Nation is really, really on him. Um, They don't think he's the guy. Listen, it was his first game back. He missed some time. Okay, he didn't turn the ball over. He made some mistakes. Lucky for us, it was against the Detroit Lions. Now, this game was in the balance late, late into the third quarter, man, early fourth, and they were able to pull away. But that's because the run game was there. The run game was there. You know, Tony Pollard, he finished the day with uh, 83 yards, no touchdowns, but Zeke was the catalyst in the goal line, and he was able to get those those goal line touchdowns in there. So, but overall, if I had to give him a grade, I would probably say against an anemic defense, I would say he probably got a C plus B minus. I thought, but again, a lot of it too is just the play calling, the coaching scheme. Uh, again, you watch Miami, you watch any, I mean, you watch the Chiefs, the creativity on how they get guys, you know, the ball, you know, and, and for whatever reason, Kellen Moore just isn't that great of a play caller. Um, and, and it showed again, literally, the Detroit Lions are the worst defense in the National Football League. If not the worst, arguably one of the worst. And this game was what? 6-3 at half? Come on, Cowboys. What are we doing? And I get it. They got some guys back, you know, from injury, you know, from their bye week. But look, the Patriots hung like 25 plus on these guys. 25 plus with Bailey Zappi, a fourth, fifth round draft pick from Western Kentucky. Right? And let's be real. The Patriots, come on, when you say Patriots, you don't think of offense. So how does the Dallas Cowboys not with Ezekiel Elliott, with Tony Pollard, with Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, you know, how do they not move the ball? How do they not score more points? I get it, you know, it's the National Football League. Those guys get paid to stop the ball. But come on, man, traditionally, this, on average, this is a word. This, is a, this defense is not even that good. So I'm a little bit concerned. Maybe they'll ramp it up now. They got the Bears, if I'm not mistaken, next week. Um, is that game on the road? I'm looking that up right now. Uh, let's see that game. I mean, the Cowboys should be favored. Yes. That game is, they got the bears and that game is at home. No, 
is yes, it is at home. It's another 10 a.m. start, so early start. Um, so like well, one one thirty their time or twelve thirty whatever the case 10, twelve o'clock. So that's a and then they go to Green Bay uh, and then the the November twentieth is a big test against the Minnesota Vikings. So um, I I just think that you know Cowboys fans just you know just calm down. Defense is going to be good enough, but the defense can't continue to bail out the offense and Dak. I mean look, there was instances where. They they had turnovers and good and they got good field position. Uh, Turpin returned a punt for like forty five yards, got it into the Lions part of the field, and they went three and out. You can't do that if you want to be a championship caliber football team. Um, the offense has to capitalize not with field goals but with touchdowns. Okay, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with them. All right, moving on. Seattle's best, Seattle Seahawks. A lot of people thought they were left for dead. Once uh, Russell Wilson pulled out of uh, Washington and took his family up to the uh, Rocky Mountains in Denver, they're doing all right. Geno Smith is probably, uh, I don't know who else would be out there, but probably comeback player of the year right now, man. The way this guy is playing, he's performing uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a game that was big in magnitude because I, I felt in my bones they were going to win that game. And I told my boy DJ that last night that, I'm picking Seattle, man. I think they got a chance because I don't trust the Chargers. And I think even though Seattle's defense isn't isn't hasn't been playing great, their offense is pretty solid. I mean, they're top 10 in scoring. Uh, Geno Smith is moving that ball. I know they lost Richard Penny for the year, but Kenneth Walker and, 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 and DJ Dallas, they're running that football, man. And that's what Pete Carroll likes to do. Run the football, ball control, play some solid defense. And today they did a good, pretty decent job. I mean, they get the win on the road, 37-23. Um, but listen, now they're 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 number one in the NFC, and who knows, man? I I think they can probably win this thing now. The Niners, the Niners, I even though they 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 lost today, they're they're now three and four. They got a little setback, but I think it's going to be between the Niners and 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 Seattle. Oddly enough, I I I almost want to count out the Rams. I know they were on a bye week this week, but we'll see, we'll have to see what happens with them. I have no faith in the Cardinals. I think they're going to blow it anyway, even though, I mean, everybody's a game within each other within this division. That's the crazy thing about it. So we don't know who's going to win it, but right now who's playing the, who's playing the best football overall is probably Seattle and the Niners, even though the Niners fell today. I still like what they can do. Now that defense is going to get better for the Niners, and even though they, they, they got they got shellacked 44-23, but sticking with Seattle. If Seattle can just slow people down a little bit more and keep people in that low 20 range, they're going to be all right because they're scoring at a high clip. I mean, they put up 37 today. Uh, I'm just looking up their averages. What's their what's their average points per game? And I mean, they're they're ninth. I mean, they're middle of the road, but I mean, they're a little bit above average. So they can hang points on you. That's for sure. That's for sure. So uh, it's just their defense, but their defense stepped up big today. Uh, and hopefully they can kind of keep that trend going. Um, looking at their schedule in, in, a, in a glance, um, let's see who they got. They got they got the Giants at home. So that's a very winnable game. Now, Giants are playing good football. They're coming off the road in Jacksonville today. Now they got to try to fly to the Northwest. That's kind of a – that game is probably going to be minus one and a half Giants. Maybe – or maybe even Seahawks. Just based off the travel. That, that's tough. Coming from Jacksonville back to your home in New York and then flying to the Northwest, that's a lot of miles. The wear and tear on your body. Uh, so I, I, might I might be inclined to take Seattle in that game, to be honest with you, um, just because. 
just because. But Seattle's looking pretty good. Um, and then after that, they got Arizona, they're at Tampa, and they got the Raiders coming in. So, I mean, they got these are all winnable games that are coming up. And they're they're playing, they're playing the Seahawks in England. So that's gonna be, I mean, they're gonna play Tampa in England or Germany, excuse me. That's the Bayern Munich game, the Munich Germany game. So that's a neutral site. And anything can happen there. So uh be, be on the lookout, man. I'm telling you, in the next couple of weeks, we might know a little bit more about Seattle than anybody else thought of. I mean, literally, I didn't think that they were going to be doing this well, just considering that, you know, they lost Russell Wilson. But Geno Smith is proven to be that dude right now. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with coaching. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll put my hand up and I'll admit, I thought Pete Carroll was done. But these guys are still playing for them, man. Like I said, if they can just kind of figure out the defense and they got a, 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 a stud, I don't even know the guy's name. I know he's number 36. I can't even pronounce his name. I think it's like Vorhin. I don't even know. I'm not going to even pronounce his name. But the, the guy is like built like Richard Sherman. Really tall corner. Um, I'm trying to find his name right now. Maybe you guys know. Uh, but I will say, though, we have to see what's going to happen with DJ Metcalf. He did leave the game early uh, with, a, with a leg injury. That can prove to be big for them because he's a big part of their offense. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with them. But the NFC West is literally anyone's. It's anyone's to have. Honestly, so we'll have to wait and see what happens there. All right, real quick before I get out of here, let's kind of recap all of the games and the scores. So we're going to start with the New York Giants on the road, uh, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. They, they they squeaked this one out, man. Jags had a chance at the very end of the game. They came short, I believe it was like on the one-yard line. The Giants make the stop. They get the win, a come-from-behind win in the latter moments of that game. And now they improve to 5-1 and one and second in the NFC East. Green Bay Packers, we already know they fell to the Washington Commanders on the road. They lose by 2, 21-23. Um, you know, not looking good for them as they head up to Orchard Park next week to take on the Buffalo Bills um, on Sunday Night Football. So uh, on paper, that that seemed like that was going to be a good Sunday Night matchup, but it it's, it might just be a butt whooping <laughs> straight up because uh, the Packers are not a good football team right now. Maybe they'll figure it out. All right, Falcons get blown out by the Bengals. I did say this game would be close in the end. I did pick the Bengals to win, but I thought the Falcons would play a little bit closer. They tried to get something going, but the, the listen, the Bengals, their big playability is back. And that's what makes them so dangerous. Teams early on were figuring them out a little bit. They were taking away the big plays. Now, Jamar Chase left the game with the injury. We'll have to see how that's going to affect them. But teams are now playing more man against them. So guess what? Big plays will be down the field. And that's how they like to play big plays down the field. So they get the win. Tampa Bay in the shocker today loses to Carolina 21-3. They did not score a touchdown. Um... Not much more I can say about that. The Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They improved to five and two. They've won four in a row. They haven't done that since 2015, okay? So kudos to them. Shout out to my cousin. Shout out to uh, John Rivera from the fan, uh, fan podcast. His Jets are looking real good. Shout out to my other boy, Alfred Parsa Jr., who does the Rocket Fuel podcast for the Jets. Make sure you check that out. He's part of the Grid Network as well. Make sure you want to check that out, too. Uh, Seattle, we already talked about them. They go on the road. They defeat the L.A. Chargers on the road. The Colts fall to the Texans. Excuse me, not the Texans. The Titans once again. Um, again, Frank Reich probably on the hot seat. Probably going to get fired at the end of this year. I'm hoping he does it, but, you know, it, it's a business. It's a, it's a results-based business, and you got to win. All right. Lions fall to the Cowboys. Um, shout out to my guys, the Dallas Can fan guys. They, they went a, a great um, live stream thread. 
They're also part of the grid, the grid as well. You can you can catch them. They obviously we can't stream the game, but you can watch their reactions. A lot of commentary. Uh, really funny guys from Canada, mind you. Not only America's team, but North America's team. As the Dallas Cowboys fandom reaches north of the border. All right, Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm, I'm, they're ready. They're they're. I don't know, man. They're just. They almost pulled this out. The Ravens almost gave this one away again. And this is another team that might be on the path. Even though they won, they are literally trying to give the division back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers can't win a game to save their life. Baltimore does. But, you know, it is what it is. I still don't have any confidence in the Baltimore Ravens. Still, they just can't finish games, but they get the win at home. The Texans lose to the Las Vegas Raiders today. Um, they fought hard, man. But at the end of the day, the Raiders just had a little bit more talent and more left in the tank, and they get that win at home here at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, the Niners fall to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs look really good. Offensively, unstoppable. Unstoppable. Uh, Christian McCaffrey made his debut today. Um, but, you know, it's going to take him some time to get going. You know, he barely knows the playbook, so he knows a little bit about a little bit. He's a football player overall. Um, but I, I'm, I even though the, the Niners are 3-4, and four, I still am not going to count them out. I think they're going to bounce back. This was a tough, this is a tough, I mean, this is a tough game. This is a tough game. This is arguably one of the better teams in all of football. You know, they're clicking on all cylinders, you know, and they lost last week. So they're looking to vindicate that loss, right? So they're motivated. Now, the Niners lost too last week, a game that they probably should have won. Um, I know they had some injuries, but, you know, I, I still think they got a chance um, to, to maybe try to get in a wild card here or even possibly win this division. We'll see a lot of football left to be played. Uh, we guys, You guys just saw the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fall to the Miami Dolphins. Um, Kenny Pickett may be, um, he may be onto something there, man. Um, you know, late in that game, he made some really good throws. Now, a bonehead pick at the end, throwing that interception where it looked like he could have ran for like 18, 20 yards, maybe got out of bounds, and maybe forced another play towards the end zone and maybe try to get that win. But, you know, this is just a rookie mistake. Just a rookie mistake. But um, their defense is good, and they don't have T.J. Watt. If they could just figure out the quarterback and their offense, man, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be right back on track. But, unfortunately, I don't know. They're going to go only as far as Kenny Pickett will take them. But the Dolphins get the win. Uh, Tua... Tua should have had like three picks, uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers could not capitalize on it today. So, um, you know, then this was Tua's first game back too, so he's probably a little rusty too. Uh, but he, this guy won't slide, man. He won't slide. In, a, in an interview before the game with Maria Taylor, he said, you know what, I'm just going to live to play it another down, and I'm going to get rid of the ball, I'm going to slide, yada, yada. What does this fool do? Third and, third and like 15, no way in hell he's going to get a first down. What is he doing? He don't even run and slide. He's running and going head first, lowering his shoulder. So that's not smart football, man. Um, so I, I, I hope he doesn't get another concussion, but he keeps complaining like that. He won't be in the league very long. Uh, no results for the Bears and Patriots, obviously, because that game is tomorrow. So uh, that's that. So uh, that's all I got, man. I know it's late. It's midnight on the East Coast. So I'm getting ready to turn it in, in just a minute. But, hey, appreciate you guys watching the stream. Shout out to my boy DJ who hopped on real quick. But, hey, make sure you guys check out I'm going to have my uh, week seven recap video probably dropping that late Tuesday afternoon, maybe Tuesday evening. Uh, if you don't catch that, make sure you watch me next week live on Sunday morning, um, NFL Sunday morning with me. Uh, we're going to go over week eight. We got a lot of stuff to go back to go through with that. We got the power rankings, um, some other news and notes from around the league. Um, but yeah, so but that's all I got, man. Again, won't well, real quick before we get out of here, man. Make sure if you're if you're a better and you bet on, on, on some sports, man. Make sure you go out and check my bookie, uh, my boy All Even 
uh, from Barry, Barry Grant Jr. from the All Even Podcast. Um, he's got a special promo sponsorship deal with MyBookie. I'm just helping him out. If you guys sign up now with MyBookie and use their promo code EVEN to get a deposit match up to $1,000. So there's a lot of places you can guys can go and join, but make sure you go to MyBookie and, and get yourself caught up on this deal, man. I mean, they got all these different promotions. They got uh, You can buy Bitcoin. Uh, you got live casino game, table games, slot games, and, and live sports betting. Bet on anything, anywhere, anywhere time so make sure you guys go ahead and join now and put in the code all as it was it again put in the code even to get that uh, up to a thousand dollars match deposit so and finally make sure you get a hop on that clutch ports gear man it, they're flying off the shelves man um they're flying off the shelves man get that special person in your life it's it's christmas it's holiday season coming up get them that hoodie get them that coffee mug hell even get the baby something right you got the onesies stay hydrated with a clutch ports talk water bottle if you're out going to the beach or the mountains, wherever you go for recreation, get your little tote bag. It's all right there. If you check out the uh, enterthegridmyspreadshop.com, because I'm part of the Grid Network, we're taking over the sports media, entertainment, and content world. So hop on that wave, man. Get on that wave and enjoy yourself. But other than that, y'all, that's it, man. That's all I got, man. Listen, enjoy yourselves. Have a great week. I will see you guys next week, Sunday. Um, not much more I can say, though. This is Clutch Sports Talk, NFL After Dark with me, Ryan Flowers. Never settle till the work is done. Hey, make sure you subscribe. Peace. NFL After Dark is sponsored and produced by the Grid Network, the future leaders in sports, entertainment, and media content. Come on, let's go. Picture yourself wrapped in its softness. Whether you're enjoying a captivating TV show, gathered around a crackling campfire, or cheering for your favorite football team, Minky understands your fall cravings. Our blankets are tailor-made for those heartwarming autumn vibes. With a variety of colors, they're perfect for complementing the hues of fall, as well as showing off your team pride with their vibrant team colors. And the best part? We've got sizes for the whole family, ensuring that everyone can experience the joy of cozying up in Minky's embrace. This fall, let Minky be your companion in creating unforgettable moments. Wrap yourself in comfort, share love, and relish the essence of the season. Minky Blankets, where warmth meets love in every color for every moment. Fall into one of our Minky Couture stores or visit us online at minkycouture.com.